Thank God that that Shams news came through because we were literally about to rank NBA marriages. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we love a man in a skirt, especially if it's Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Where we love Russell Westbrook in anything, <laughs> especially exactly. if the buttons are buttoned down, <laughs> at least three or four, which is his norm. I'm Haley. And I'm Jordan. Before we get started today, I want to plug Blue Wire's new podcast, Brownstown. Our Ooh-hoo. boss, Peter Moses, worked very hard on this. It's very good. I actually plugged it in real life as well when we went to the Sparks game on Sunday. Just walking. Sparks storm. Walking billboard for... Well, I saw this guy with a brown <laughs> shirt, and I was like, hey, dude. Well, we're waiting in line. That's a whole other thing. Maybe it's just Staples. Maybe it's all arenas with W games. But there were three concession places open. Mm. I was so hungry. So it took a long time. <laughs> we were in line for a long time. It reminded me of when they do, like, the merch drops and releases and they're like well no one's gonna buy it so we'll only make a hundred of these t-shirts and then they're sold out in like 15 seconds yeah and they're not prepared um supply and demand (laughs) (laughs) basics of e-com right there (laughs) i'll text you about it if you manage staples i'll give you my number we'll talk about supply and demand um anyway i was waiting for my beer And this guy had a brown shirt on. And I thought that was really interesting because, well, Jordan, you invited me and a plus one to this Sparks game. So obviously I took Sean Yu. And what we noticed when we were waiting for our beers was that it was the best dress sporting event we'd probably ever seen. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's how Sparks games are. Yeah, that's a good call. So, I mean, no offense to the guy with the – brown shirt it's not like that he was poorly dressed he was properly dressed for a sports game but just in contrast to everyone else it definitely stood out um because it wasn't vintage you know i mean why am i shitting this guy sorry (laughs) sorry it was nice it was like fine (laughs) it was also sunday it was it was a sunday you know football sunday i feel like a lot of people had on football jerseys we actually just came Me and my boyfriend came from Yard House where people were dressed in full gear almost, like at the bar watching football. We were like, oh yeah, it's football season. You know how basketball, super basketball fans will do that horrible thing where they'll buy the shorts, the team shorts and the team shirt. It's so hilarious that that never happens in football. Or I guess what I'm saying is I wish it happened with football and they wear the tights (laughs) and the big jersey and and the the pads. Yeah. That would be just nice. ready to be subbed in at all times. I, I was thinking the other day about I could just make a PSA for what I think men should wear more of. And I tweeted it because I think I was in line. Maybe I wasn't. I don't know. Might, a lot of things happened in this line. In that line. Which is why it stuck so with long. me. I knew well, there I had to be a story. Some of the halftime show, which was, which really was good. great. Yeah. yeah. I'm sad about that. Who it's was okay. it? It's okay. What was the group called? So it was um, HBCU night at the Sparks game. So they just paid homage to like classic HBCUs and the garb was great. They had ber- the women had berets and it was like it was a whole thing. It was it was actually pretty good. I'm sorry. to We were like running between <laughs> we were like get a peek 
And then when it seemed like they were doing a transition, we like run to the next one and get a peek and then run. But it's fine. Anyway, Brownstown. <laughs> I told the guy, I was like, have you heard Brownstown? He's like two people ahead of me. And he turns on, he's like, what? Yeah, I was just, just an exceptionally dressed it. stranger. <laughs> coming Blue up to Wire him. Podcast. I literally said, it's a Blue Wire Podcast. You should listen to us about Browns and how you guys have sucked. But there's hope and blah, blah, blah. And, but yeah. there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> Sean was like, oh, great. Stop. Something else to tell me how much they suck. But there's hope and there's stories and it's great. And it's football. It's really good. The narrator is great. Yeah. I, I, I'm really enjoying that podcast. So anyway, um, there's the plug. <laughs> I had so much fun at that Sparks game. I told you it that it was my first ever WNBA game. And I could not believe it. And it was so fitting that I took you to your very first WNBA game. And well, I shout out to the Sparks PR team for inviting us. And that was so fun. Great seats, like seventh row in Staples. And it was both you and Sean's first W game. So yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Well, I, I guess, first of all, I'll just say, like, if you want to send me and Jordan to anything, please do. go ahead. Give us the tickets. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll review it. We'll go on Instagram Live. Yep. Um. All of it. Yeah. The If it's free, we'll do it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, again, if it's free. That's just this new slogan for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if it's free, we'll um, do it. The Spencer's yeah. way. <laughs> so I didn't – I wasn't, like, fully sure of the stakes. I knew that we talked about it a bit, and the Sparks are not in a great position to make the playoffs. So going into it, I also knew that the Storm were favored because I was going to bet on the game. And then I was mm. like, well, I don't want to bet against – the sparks, but I also didn't want to. There's love involved for me yes. with Sue Bird, so I didn't. I have a hard time. I don't bet against like Louisville or people I'm madly in love with. So, um, so I didn't place a wager on the game, but it, it was their last home game. Mm-hmm. They were playing the Storm. They were outmatched. You did a good job of setting the stakes, so I'll rehash that now. There was a very slim chance that they were going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Before that game, they ran through them, ran, bulldozed through them, which I think was a shock for everyone. But a couple things to keep in mind Jordan Canada didn't play for the storm, Stewie is so out for play. the rest of the regular season. And the Sparks, I hate to use this, but they, they lit a spark like they <laughs> did because they had to. And now their playoff. Chances, there's still a chance. If they lost that game, it would have been, you know, over. But now there's still some hope. And like, there's two I've, teams they need to climb on, yeah, ahead of, right? Okay, yeah, yes, they so, still got a, some climbing to do, and they need them to lose. But winning that game kept their their chances alive, and that they did it so handedly, like they kind of blew them out, which nobody saw coming. So that was, that was great. a very convincing first game to go to. It's kind of, it's a thing yeah. you can't help where the, it's the first, you know, usually you're like a child, mm-hmm. but the first sporting event of whatever sport you go to, you're just like, oh, I guess I'm a fan now. So yeah, that was great. I, I'll probably, I'm probably a Sparks fan. Also, Come on the, over. it was Welcome. such a good environment and not just, um, for, I, how am I trying? I think, okay, let me just say this. I just like being around women. 
Yes. Like, you know what I mean? I just would rather be around majority women all the time if I could. That's like. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Not to say it was all women, actually. There were a ton of guys there as well. Shout out to this woman I ran into, also in line for the beer. We were talking about a lot of stuff. We covered a lot of bases. But at the end of it, she was telling me that her son wants to buy season tickets. And the way she was telling the story, I thought he was like a child. And I said, oh, how old is he? And she said, 32. (laughs) (laughs) He thought it was a kid, like, saving his pennies from a lemonade stand. Yeah, Which, then I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, What's he do for work? (laughs) Have you heard the Mitch Hedberg bit where he talks about when he eats something unhealthy and then he'll eat, like, a carrot because he just wants them to go down together in his stomach and like shake hands and kind of cancel each other out. No, I haven't heard that, but that's wonderful like logic. That's the same with me of like a red flag. And if you support women's sports without bragging about the fact you support women's sports, I'm like, okay, I'll take, give me one red flag and you get that green one and they cancel each other out. <laughs> that's perfect. That's a, yeah, if you ever write a book, that's what it should all be based on. The guys in the crowd were also the type of male sports fan for women's sports that I like. Because mm-hmm. there's a couple different kinds of them. There's the, well, there's the ones who are like anti, who are not fans. And, and then it's like, why are you there? Even within them, there are two people. There's the ones who are not fans for no good reason. We'll call them like the barbarians. Then there's the ones who are who pretend there's logic behind it. And they're like, oh, it's just not as good or whatever. Biology, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Those are the worst ones to me because you're making stuff. Yeah, those are even – yeah, because they're fiending intelligence. So those are like the – those are the guys who have giant copies of Infinite Jest on their bookshelves <laughs> and reference it often and pull it out at parties. So barbarians, oh. jesters. And then there's the guys who do it for applause. I'm so mm-hmm. good. And then there's the guys who do it out of guilt, which is mm-hmm. interesting. There are other forms. And then – and I believe this is the majority. It definitely was yesterday of the people I ran into and talked to are the ones who just, it's not a thing for them. They just recognize how good the action is, and this is a great deal because there's the parkers, parking is cheaper outside of Staples, um, and the characters are just as good, and the mood is. And we'll call that the group that went to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, that's the group to me that are basketball fans. Yeah, like, those you are basketball like fans. basketball, and it doesn't matter who is playing. And that's why, I mean... Shout out to Kyrie Irving was there. Chris Paul was there. Victor Oladipo. I think those are guys, those are NBA guys that are basketball fans. And they maybe were in town and they're like, I'm going to, I want to watch basketball. So they're going to go to a Sparks game. And that's just really cool. And you can tell the Sparks vibe. It's just a championship atmosphere. It's staples. The DJ is fire. Like, the atmosphere is so fun. And then when you have the Sparks put on a show like they did last night, like that was, it was a blast. It was a recipe for a wonderful night. And it was. Yeah, it was great. And that the performances were great. They have, so I also, I, you semi-confirmed this. The people who I polled in my trek to getting the beer <laughs> confirmed this. But they have dancers, but they're not the stereotypical like sports dance teams. It's like it was people in hoodies and giant sweats. Like it looked so comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And they were just vibing. 
Like mm-hmm. the DJ was great and they were just basically like nodding their head to whatever he was playing. It was so great. I was like, okay, they're just mood setters. It's nice. Yeah. Well, and Fred and I were thinking they had the stage over there like COVID wise. So they're not on the court. Cause Probably. you know, normally like timeouts, they run on the court. So they just had their own little stage next to the DJ. And then you just pop over there and look and they're just grooving. Yeah, it was great. Nonstop, all game. It was yeah, so I think fun. that's that. I think that's how it is because that's when with the other sports events I went to. There's like a thing off to the side, and that's yeah. where the entertainment performs. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, so those were great. Not to take away from any type of dancer. If your title's dancer, I don't care what you do. You're talented. We were at the game, and we were talking about our own uh, dancing past. Should I expose you or sorry? Oh. Have you paid or have you? Wow. Will you Venmo wow. me right now? <laughs> Holding stories hostage live on air. Okay. No, I'm not afraid to admit it. I danced in sixth grade mm-hmm. and I danced at the state fair, which is held in Sacramento, my hometown. And it was to holler back girl by Gwen Stefani. And it was a wonderful time. And I was in the front, okay? Also, random fun fact, a set of twin, twin sisters, danced with me for that performance. And now they're like huge TikTok stars for dancing. And I was like, whoa. Who is it? I haven't seen you since we were in sixth grade. I actually don't know their names. I don't know why I brought them up. But they, they came across my timeline organically and I was like, wow, this is wild. I maybe if I would have stuck with them, I would be a famous TikTok. You'd be on TikTok, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, no. That my yeah. mom was a cheerleader and a dancer, so that was me like doing her a solid. And then I was like, you know, this is too much time away from basketball. <laughs> I gotta get back to it. And that was the end of my my dancing career. I told you I was a cheerleader in high school, right? Yeah, I love that. I was that. captain of the cheerleading team, but I couldn't do a cartwheel. <laughs> Personality will get you really far in this life. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You had other qualities, like leadership. That's why you mm-hmm. were a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed seeing Kyrie last night at the game. The Spelling Bee champ was there also, Zalia yes. Avangard. Yes. And also, yes. I read after the fact, because I was Googling, like, Spark stuff afterwards, um, and she apparently gave them a pep talk. <gasps> yeah, before the game. I love that. Really I cute. also thought she was going to perform. I thought she was going to do some dribbling. Like oh. <laughs> no, I did not think she was going to spell random words, even though... They did have a segment, like, right when we sat down. I don't know if you noticed, but they did have, like, random people spelling. Like, you know how they throw T-shirts or you have to make a half-court shot? Like, they had them spelling. Yeah, I saw that. And Fred was like, that's random at a basketball game. I was like, I know, right? And then I pointed out Miss Avant-Garde. So it was on brand for – it was all for her. Yeah, that makes sense. Sean and I were walking. That was – the way up to get the beer and we saw that and we were glad we we're leaving because spelling just makes me nervous like <laughs> i get sweaty because it it's not me fair too. to base 
your intelligence off of whether or not you can spell the word, yet it does feel like it's a pretty, um, people use it as a reflection of intelligence, and I'm just not a great speller. Terrible so. at spelling. And that My fight or flight with spelling bees is like instantly flight. I'm running the other way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I and then we saw Oladipo randomly. Mm-hmm. And I asked you if you'd seen his Twitter and you told me you hadn't. No, I had Actually, I, I pulled up one of his tweets. Hang on. Can I read you this? Yeah. Because you were Let's, telling me about it, but I don't. I also looked at his Instagram. Twitter. And it's almost worse. I mean, maybe better if it depends on what you like in a Twitter and Instagram account. So Oladipo tweets like a 16-year-old girl in rural southern Indiana. Uh, Well, I'm saying I'm trying to actually like he just reminds me of some people I went to high school with. (laughs) I was like, are you telling us something? You know those? <laughs> Not me. Okay, um, got it. Like, I'll give you a, I'll give you an, an example. This was on his Instagram. It's like, first of all, it's a quote picture. It's a, he's gotten it okay. off the internet. It's got from it. Insta quote. Mm. And all of his quotes are from unknown. They're all cited to unknown, which means just someone on Tumblr like 14 years ago wrote this and then to make it get more clout said unknown because they weren't going to put themselves. And you have to make it look like an official quote. Like there's no way this is unknown. It's not like this is from a philosopher (laughs) in like year 235 and we couldn't find him or her, you know, no, this is the quote. We live in a world of disposable things, but you are not one of them. This makes me feel like a bad person for making fun of it, but I am. You are irreplaceable, one of a kind. There will never be another you. You are not disposable. Do not let anyone tell you differently. Unknown. He honestly could have just. <laughs> Here's another one. Oh, it's a weird background, it's too. The, it's the quote backgrounds. Like, he got them off the internet. It's like the motivational quote background where it's like sometimes it's a mountain or a valley and sometimes it just looks like watercolors. I feel like there's an intern that he hired to just find them and then he can just schedule them out on like Loomly or something. I think basketball players have less of lives than we think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes. It says the biggest communication problem. They have a, yeah, well, I mean, they, it's like they don't, but the downtime they have doesn't fit with everybody else's downtime, you know, plus it's so they search quotes. Yeah. Makes sense. The biggest communication problem is we do not under- listen to understand. We listen to reply. I'm like, that's a podcast, buddy. Um, but also unknown. unknown. <laughs> and then hang on. I thought. Is he okay? okay? No, listen. I'm, now I'm going to go to his Twitter. First tweet, you are not alone. I'm like, are you alone? Like, are you okay? Uh, scroll Looks down. He's very a- happy in real life talking to Kyrie and, and E-Weezy. Six days ago, tell yourself, dot, 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 I love you. Mm. Um, Low-key, September 3rd, 2001, low-key tired of being single with a period. I'm like, dude, text anybody. Like, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. You're like extremely in shape. It's a part of his image. He's an R&B singer. 
Like he oh. has to create some drama. He has to, you know, he's building up to an album maybe. I forgot about and, his R&B stuff. Yeah, so it's all about the sensitivity and, you know, maybe not certified lover boy, but like certified sensitive boy. Like it's a part of his brand. He, I, I that's what I'm going for. Be, show your emotion, put your heart on your sleeve. I'm going to sing about it later. Which, honestly, if you have to put yourself through this to come up with material, then that's great. Yeah. And to go, to circle back to my point about feels, reminds me of people I went to high school with, he lived in Indiana for quite a long time. So maybe that's actually rubbed off on him. (laughs) That checks out. I was going to say the Pacers. (laughs) He's just a, he's just a horse girl at heart. I can just see him like field reporting, like, oh, so you, so you post quotes and that's it. That's it's like dope. the quotes with the <laughs> trees in the background, yeah. and you know, you're in the middle of a forest, and it's to yeah. try to show how deep what the words um, are saying will be. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, tough look, tough look. That was all I could think about when I saw Oladipo, but Kyrie looks great. Um. Chris Paul was hanging out with his family. Yeah, brought his daughter. It seemed like his daughter and her friends all sitting courtside. So fun. Yeah, that's great. That's an advantage. I mean, Chris <laughs> Paul is your dad. <laughs> One of the many. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of the disadvantages. I don't know. He did, he- People at school asking about your Uncle Cliff. Yeah. They could bring up the commercials. One of his kids is in like almost all of them too. Yeah. But the pro is they probably never have to pay for car insurance ever in their life. Yeah, they probably don't drive. True. (laughs) (laughs) They probably have drivers who take them everywhere. You know, I was thinking about this exact thing. Like what are normal people problems that rich people just don't have. Oh, my God. Health insurance? <laughs> yes. I was just going through it. I was like, dang, I got to get gas. Like, rich people don't have to think about gas money. Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. I know. We don't have to go down it, but it. I had. I consciously thought of this. Um, What have you been watching? This is Ooh. literally like, this is 90% of our conversations because we're like, Yes. Uh, any basketball news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bear with us. Also, thanks for hanging out with us on the off season. But that goes that that goes into how we consume TV because we have the short off season window of all of the TV that we can consume with all this free time that is not NBA games. And I started Manifest on Netflix. It's an ABC show. It always piqued my interest, but it's on Netflix. So I was like, okay, people are talking about it. It's when, you know, these people go on this, they're coming home from Jamaica to New York. They have some turbulence. And then when they land, it's five years later. So everyone thought they were dead. The plane was missing, but like it was just a normal flight for everybody else. Have they aged? No. They have not aged. So, like, for example, only 
um, like the brother, it was twins and only the brother went on the flight and he didn't age, but his sister aged five years. So now it's just like different in ages and everybody tried to move on with their life. One girl was engaged and then she never came back. So now her fiance is married to somebody else. Like, wow, life happened because they thought they gave up on her. They thought they were dead. For five years, they were gone. So anyway, I got super invested into the show. And then I looked at it, and it was three seasons. And I was mm. like, okay, season NBA season's coming up quick. Do I have time to finish this? It was already starting to get a little weird. I was on episode five. And so I tweeted it out. I was like, help. Should I keep watching Manifest? And my girl, Katie Nolan, was like, all caps, no, get out now. If you can't get out now, you'll be sad that you stayed for as long as you did. So I got out and the acting was bad. I didn't really care what was going to happen. They started getting superpowers, which was weird. On the plane? From the turbulence. Oh. So they started like seeing visions and like hearing stuff. And I was like, oh, I actually didn't want this. I just wanted. You know what people do say though, and I think this might be a myth to some degree, is that if you drop a lot of acid, then at any point in your life, if you're flying and you reach a certain altitude, that it could release again. Have you heard this? (laughs) No. Maybe they were all on acid at one point in their life. No, there's like kids involved, and we don't know what people do with their kids, Jordan. All right. Wait, so how much – let's go back to the girl and the guy who are engaged real quick. Okay. Yep. Um, Sorry, woman. I'm trying to be less problematic about that. The woman and the man who are engaged, Um, he just, like, gave up? Okay, so before she left – it was like a family vacation. Mm-hmm. Before she left, he proposed, and she had the ring, but she didn't give it an answer yet. And so when they landed, she was like, gonna say yes. And then turns out he gave up on her, was sad, mourned her death, but then ended up marrying her best friend. (gasps) Yeah. Tough. Aries. (laughs) Tough. Oh my God. So at some point when I was watching, didn't I was have like, have to marry the best friend. I know. It's a little soap opera because the acting happen. is terrible. Right. And then it was like, you know, they were both mourning someone that they loved and then they fell in love. But then she was like mad about it because to her, it was like four days ago. But for them, it was five years. They have no concept years. that they've been on this flight for five years. No, they have no concept. It, all, to them, it was just turbulence. And so, then they but, landed. Okay. So yeah, they think like that sci-fi. this is like, a, it's been 90 minutes. Like, wh- well, wh- where are they going? Is it a far flight? It was from Jamaica to New York. I have no, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. <laughs> I shouldn't have it asked. Was, I set was, myself up to, to show how much I don't know about. Probably geography. like four to five hours. Like, it wasn't going to be long, but... They when they landed, like the FBI shows up and was like, "You've been missing for five years." Well, FBI so, didn't have to come in so hot. That was probably very traumatic. Yeah, it's three and hours think, and f- forty-five minutes. Okay, okay, yeah, 
So yeah, and, wow, and that's you're a part of it hunt. too. Like the FBI is like feels like something is going on, so they're a character, and they're calling in people for questioning, and they're like. So I don't know. I think you it was call more in the fucking than what guy I signed who left up his for. girlfriend for his best friend. <laughs> he needs to be questioned. But you can already tell, like five episodes in, you could already tell he's already like falling back in love with her because she's like, "Yo, we were just dating for years, like last week for me." Is it? This I don't girl? know. Yes, dude, great eyebrows. She does have good eyebrows, but she kind of overdoes it. She's like, it's like, all right, this is dramatic, but you can calm down. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, so bad acting. So you you mm-hmm. said no, I'm not gonna get involved. I'm not gonna get involved. I stepped away. And I I was trying to figure out, okay, if you step away in a couple of days you're still thinking about what's gonna happen, then you can go back and just take your time. But I don't I don't care. I, I stepped away and I think I got out at a at a good time. Yeah. I feel good about it. But this begs the question, because this whole premise, they come, they don't age. Five Mm -hmm. years later, the world has continued to move. Is there an NBA player in your mind that would, like, their career would benefit from being on that plane? Steph Curry. Steph Curry, no doubt in my mind. Steph Curry. Go on the plane. Yeah. Take a trip around the world, like, 500 times. And then come back when Golden State is ready with a new team for you and the rest of your career, which is happening faster than any Warriors fan wants to admit. Mm. That's some hard truths I've given today. <laughs> That's but seriously, good. No, it's Steph Curry. Although the player it's most likely to happen to, mm. Clay Thompson. Yeah. And Clay he wouldn't even have it. He'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was missing. Clay on vacation, comes back and is like, what? But so the other like drama thing is the twin. He had leukemia. And so he only had like six months to live. And so he had like five years. He was on the plane for five years. So he technically lived longer. And then um like technology grew in five years and so it's going to end up helping his situation so there's also things like that where it's like the game of basketball in five years who might benefit from like the future game if that makes sense oh you know i mean injury tech if if we're talking injury technology i'm like Zion, go on that plane. Yeah. Buy <laughs> yes. three seats and go on that thinking. plane, baby. Because wait wait until we figure this out with the shoes, you know, with the whatever we need yes. to do. I'm nervous, you know. Although maybe yes. that's also for, I mean, with AD, it just doesn't matter. There's nothing that <sighs> restorative that can be done to that body. Don't even bring it up. Yeah, to make him not injury prone anymore. That makes me think of Dark. Did you ever watch Dark? I didn't. But okay. I heard great things. Dark was really good. It's on Netflix. Watch it in German with the subtitles. But essentially, I mean, I'm going to spoil. It is a fun reveal, like four episodes in. So if you want to have that fun reveal, then feel free to pause this and come <laughs> back at a later date. But 
essentially these people go, they figure out this way to go through time and visit younger and older versions of themselves, but oh. they remain the age they really are as well in their timeline. So hmm. the 20 year old version of them exists alongside the older or the younger, whichever they're visiting. So for example, speaking of like injury technology, today's, 42-year-old Tracy McGrady could go back to his younger self and say, dude, don't sign with Adidas. Mm. Wear the Reeboks. Get extra cushion for the knees. Don't tear them up. Or now I'm like, now you've got my mind spinning to all of the people who could benefit <laughs> I from love this. It. Sam Mitchell. This mm. is probably the one I would want to give someone as a gift because I don't think anybody – like, that's a hurt man – after mm-hmm. 2006. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The 81-point game. <laughs> uh, January 21st, 2006, Sam Mitchell. Go to – well, go first go to your younger self. Take him on a blind date to Ooh. the – because how else are you going to drag him there? You can't go and be like, hey, I'm Sam. I'm older, you know. <laughs> that would be weird. Mm-hmm. Set it up as a blind date. It's 2006, so the apps do not exist yet, but I feel like the online services definitely did, right? Go on eHarmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Set up an account. So maybe go back to January 20th because this is taking some energy now. Go to – set up an account. You know all your interests. Just – and you know your taste. Catfish him with your taste, your interests. Ask – the younger Sam to go on a date to the cheapest seafood buffet in all of Toronto. <laughs> go to the very end of the buffet table where it is. it smells. Good, the stinkiest, nastiest, crustiest salmon dip you can get. Eat it all. Make him eat it. Now we've got a thing where I'm like, do you buy? Like, do you have someone going yeah. in place? Because now it's alarming. Maybe you can shock him. You know, by it's you being older. I think he's aged quite well, though, so maybe it'll be a pleasant surprise. Make him eat all the salmon dip. Get really bad food poisoning. Stay home the next day against the Lakers. Let Kobe score 81 points while someone else is coaching. Save yourself. (laughs) Save yourself. (laughs) From the biggest embarrassment of your career. Years later, like, it was a 2016 game. I think he was... Maybe it was the interim coach with the Wolves at the time. It was something with the Wolves. I remember um, Kobe had a big game. And he said, they they were like, oh, what's your relationship with Kobe? And Sam was like, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. Um, Harry just sent us this message that says, breaking news. Oh, it's Shams. The NBA is discussing having an in-season tournament with future seasons with $1 million per player in prize money. Okay. Oh, my God. Here are my immediate thoughts. This is divisive. All the people who are like, stop dividing the country, like replying under politicians' tweets and stuff, this is going to be divisive because some people in the NBA, a $1 million would change their life. It would change their entire life. Other wow. people, it is a – not to say money doesn't matter. I'm not, like, counting anybody's pockets. But, like, it does not matter as much. So this, yes. I'm also If the team is, is younger – Yeah. Younger teams it's will probably gonna. win this every year because they're going to go the hardest for this. A million is yeah. a great number. 
Well, my initial thought is that they're stealing this idea from the WNBA, who did this for the first time this year in the Commissioner's Cup. And you know what that prize money was? 500000 for like the winning bucks. team. So they had to split that like 12 ways. And this is going to be $1 million per player. Uh, and you're probably going to rip this idea from them directly. How the Commissioner Cup worked was basically you're earning Commissioner Cup points throughout the season. And then the two teams with the highest points play played right after the Olympic break. So I wonder how they're going to break it down, but... Yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder how, how do you get in and then how do you how long is the actual in-season tournament? Because that, that affects it as well. I yeah. love tournaments. I love any kind of game. Like, my friends were just making fun of me because I'm always trying to have a game night. Any kind of competition I like. I think that's why I like soccer so much because they're not they're never just playing in one thing. It's always got stakes in another thing. Yeah. Or there's this completely separate tournament which sort of affects this thing, but not really. Yeah, that's fair. They play for different, you know, but that, again, it's just never a one-to-one comparison with soccer because they're involved in multiple leagues. And the NBA is one league with a developmental league that is wholly dependent on it. Um, And that is quite separate. Though some teams do utilize it, it is quite separate. Um, You're never being relegated or promoted from the G League. I wish, but Yeah, and then our you know, the whole the whole thing with the last half of the season not really mattering if you're not, you know, gunning for a playoff spot. Like I feel like this is trying to make more games matter. Of like course, we don't yeah. we want to keep the season long. So let's make sure more games matter. Put some money on the line and maybe they'll care. <laughs> it's like really trying to bring this this package together. Of like, please care about the season players. Yeah. If you want the la- if you want the games at the end of the season to matter. We, we already know what the answer is. The play in tournament has shown that. Yeah. Make them matter. You know, don't make the spots so secure. Um, and yeah, that was like the the thing with the W with the game last night when we went, I was like, oh, is this game just not matter for the storm? And you're like, no, every game matters for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. I get, you know, this can't be, um, just brought on in addition to a regular season of 82 games. Right. 82 games is too long. Everyone will say that. I think fans would say that. Players say that. Uh, I mean, I don't, team employees would definitely say that not on the record because they want their jobs. Owners are the only ones who are not saying this. The but thing, who's going to give up the money? Yeah. Nobody. I, I think what was, what was interesting about the Commissioner's Cup, just to compare the two, was that if the team lost or won, it didn't affect their overall record. So, like, for example, Connecticut is on, like, a 12-game win streak, but they lost the Commissioner's Cup, but it doesn't show up on their record. It doesn't count against them. I guess it's only if you win, you get money. If you lose, it didn't happen. So I think that that was 
interesting and also maybe a little pointless. Um, which is what, if you look at all these comments, everyone's saying like, we don't need this. This is pointless. This is a waste of time. So it's, you have to make it. Well, but that's the whole, that's the, the balance that I think they're going to have a hard time achieving because American sports seem to have a a hard time balancing this. You have to make it seem like more than a gimmick. Mm -hmm. Cause that was the frustration this year with the all-star game. Yes. And annually, but especially this last year, because players were like, we're tired. This is so stupid. We don't want to do this. You have to make it seem like more of a gimmick, more than just a gimmick, excuse me. But also the stakes have to match the the stakes have to match the importance you, you're planning on placing on it. Because if you're like, hey, we're introducing this tournament and it's going to be super cool. You guys are going to love it. The players are going to love playing in it. But it doesn't affect the playoffs at all, and you're just going to have to do it in the middle of the season when you're the most tired. Yeah. you still got two <laughs> laps ahead of you in this mile. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> That's a terrible sell to people. Yeah. What would be cool, and this is the balance that I don't know off the top of my head, is make it a bit different then. If it's not going to apply, if nothing, if this doesn't matter at all for the playoffs, which it sounds like from this initial tweet from Shams, it doesn't. Oh, Shams has a new profile pic. I did notice that. That's a great suit. Um, If you're going to make it in the middle of the season, it doesn't matter for the postseason. Okay. Incorporate something else. Like, is there an international team you can Mm. do a collaboration with? Like, I'm just trying to think of anything. Is it in a cool place? Do, Do you get a week break on either side of it? Yeah. You know, and, and maybe four games off. Because if you're playing a back-to-back okay. and then you're like, oh, we have this freaking tournament that we have to do. And if you're not in the tournament, are you still playing? Is Are you – do you have a break? Like, there's so many questions It would have to be a break. Out. It would have it would to be a break. To. Because the only leagues that don't have breaks when another thing's going on are women's leagues. But there's too much money at stake here. <laughs> They're like, yeah. no, we're actually going to uh, think about the players. So – Let's say there's a week break on either end. Because the, the other thing is when you're introducing something, it has to go well the first year. Just like the play-in tournament. Or people are going to... you have to get the players to buy in. Exactly. Like, if, if I'm Kawhi, I'm sitting this out. Doesn't matter. Well, Kawhi doesn't play- need a million dollers. And he, he doesn't he need it. Knees. He's sitting it out. Like, this is something that the Kings will probably win. <laughs> just to win something. Like, they're all young. They need the money. And I, I just don't see it being this star-studded fanfare because like you mentioned off top the biggest players don't need the million dollars they would rather take the rest to go to the playoffs because it's about rings so I wonder what what they're trying to achieve with this because it's not they're not gonna get like a Kawhi LeBron they're gonna try to rest their body yeah exactly I mean that's just the whole thing is that the you have to equalize the stakes as well. Like, make them match what you're asking for for the players overall, but you have to equalize them for all the players. So if that's not a money thing, then it's definitely a, um, this affects the rest of the season. You know, this mm-hmm. affects, but that's even hard to say as well. So yeah, it's, it, hmm. I would love for them to pull it off, but um, not at the cost of playing games in addition to an 82 game schedule which it sounds like this is going to do which this also probably does because there's time on either side 
that they need a br- they'll need a break. And like you were saying, I think all play will stop. That's just like when if you think about the European leagues, like with soccer, they do take a break. Like the EPL will just take a break if something else is going on. Hmm. That means that not only is it going to be more games than 82 every season, maybe only for some teams, the ones who get in, um, but that's going to be more time overall. This is, and I can tell you from covering this for five years and being a fan for much longer, the longest fucking season. It's so long. So long. There are points in it where I'm just like, I I am my couch. My couch is me. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my exactly. God. I'm eating this meal again. You know, I made it on Monday. <laughs> it's Friday. You know, it's just like you turn into a gross version of yourself watching NBA for this long. It's such a long season. The playoffs are also quite long. So yeah. adding Especially a tournament with in. The, yeah, with the play-in tournament. The playoffs felt like it was like three months long. <laughs> this past you know what playoffs. this is? Literally, there's a bug on my laptop. And Adam Silver's listening in. And he's like, fuck, they're talking about Depot's quotes. He's like, I told him those were fucking weird. Now he's like, he texted Chomps. He's like, hey, drop this. So they stopped talking about this. And then in the future, for all Septembers that may come, we won't be talking about this because we'll still be in the playoffs or the draft or whatever because we'll be pushed so long because <laughs> of this in-season tournament. Just an That's infinite season. Oops. Just an infinite season. That's hilarious. Maybe Adam Silver needs to be on the manifest plane and then he comes off five years later and he's able to see, did, the, did that tournament work? And then they're like, no, it didn't. We cut it after the first year. You just weren't here. So maybe like, that's oh my what God, happens. You've Full circle. Bald. <laughs> He's like, I was always bald. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I think that's our show. I, that's our show. <laughs> the consensus seems to be with both of us. We'd love to see it, but at what cost? At what cost? Yeah. I would love to see all of the details. And I also encourage you to tell us on our voicemail, like, how do you think this could work? No rhyme or reason. Tell us your strategy. If you were in the front office and there's an in-season tournament, would you copy the WNBA format with Commissioner's Cup? Does it need to be something completely different? Does this Is this replacing something? I guess that's my other question. Like, are we going to X something else out? I don't know. But Anyway, leave us a voicemail at 502-874-4453 or send us a long, detailed email. We would love it. At spensters at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show. Spencers is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hi, this is Keith. I'm calling from San Diego. Um, I, I would just like the Celtics to suddenly appear at the top of the draft through some magic way, whether it's just like everyone feels like Marcus Smart is worth a top five draft pick or Brad Stevens trades himself, maybe. 
I feel like three years ago that could have worked. But I just wish the Celtics could be a part of this, like, really nice day. Anyways, love y'all. You guys are doing really great. Um, Adios.